Hello, dear listener. I'm Dean Ardenfell, and this is The Corporation, the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. This episode's a great one. First, I talk to a guy who creates immersive experiences, scaring the living bejesus out of the 1%. Then I talked with a devout retail worker who is super devoted to his crafts, his boss, and his God. I think you're really going to like this one. Before we get into the episode, though, I do want to read this great five-star review I got recently. If you'd like to have your review featured on a future episode, just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review, and tell us your favorite corporation or your favorite CEO, whatever you like. This one's from Wi-Fi Jammer, who writes, The corporation delivers a satirical slow burn that is desperately needed in today's overly sensitive world. Do yourself a favor and tune in. You'll be glad you did. Thanks, Wi-Fi. I appreciate that. And you know, you're right. Everyone is so sensitive now. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to get canceled just because I'm a middle-aged guy with a pro-business podcast, you know? All right, that takes care of the housekeeping. Let's get into it, shall we? I hope you enjoy this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is the chief creative engineer at Your Mind Now, the exciting service that customizes safe, near-death experiences for the entertainment of the 1%. Willing or not, Your Mind's clientele are guaranteed a heart-pounding ride that's unlike anything they see in their day-to-day lives. In his spare time, he enjoys beachcombing for shells that look like people. Please welcome Jim Keeks. Dean, you're all right. How's it going, mate? Fine. How are you, Jim? I'm good. I'm good. Great. Great to have you. So these like elite folks, they hire you to sort of give them a thrill in their life, yeah? Yeah, so... Basically, when you get to the level that I've gotten at, right, mm. there's not a lot exciting in life anymore, Dean. Is there? Yeah. Is there? Where do you get your excitement? Oh, practically every day, just stepping out of my apartment. And that's how I can tell you're poor. <laughs> well, uh, you're not wrong. I, I won't correct you there. But for people like me, who've mm. made it out of your situation, sure. we have to chase our thrills another way. I see. I see. For me, mm. it's providing that thrill uh-huh, for uh-huh. other people in my situation. That's how I get my thrill. I also, I have a bad heart. A bad heart. So you're not able to. Actually I'm not able to participate. I see. I see. So to be involved in this thrill, but you kind of you you get to be sort of the the what's that the gentleman who used to do that punk show who would hide in the other room. Steve-O. <laughs> Steve-O. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. Was it Steve-O who used to hide in the other room and tell people what to say in their little earpieces? I know a lot of people who hide in rooms. I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Uh, I know, you know, sometimes, so these one percenters, these that you belong to, these these, uh, highly elite, very important people that run our whole system. Very important. Influencers. Yeah, absolutely. Politicians. Yeah. So these people. Judges. Right, sure. CIA agents. Yeah. I want to make sure you finish your list if I... Pilots. Yep. Yep. Are Models. They, I would. I don't know if I put pilots in the one percent. Do they? There are pilots in the one percent. Are there? Yeah. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm not in your. Your worldview is limited. It for sure. Because is. you've only because you've only seen things from your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And whereas I started kind of where you're at. You Not did. really, because I've always been smart, you know. Okay. But I started where you're at, uh-huh. and so I've kind of seen all sides of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's why I do this podcast. It's pretty much an opportunity for me to learn from some of the smartest people on the planet, which are Hogswood Cooper Hogswood employees. Co- yeah. So uh, let me ask. So I know some of these guys will reach out to you and say, "I want a customized uh, thr- thrill, thrilling adventure." Yeah. Some of them. Uh, we do our best to to fit their needs. There's only so much we can do as a company. Mm-hmm. Right. You know we. 
we can't break too many laws. No, but you can break some because you uh, you do have that right. privilege of being able to pay the fines or pay the fees. Absolutely. Or what have you. And I know sometimes you know their wives will do it for them and Absolutely. not even not even tell them. Right. It's just like as a birthday present. Hey. Um, uh, they won't tell their husband that they're going to be kidnapped in two weeks. Exactly. And uh, But it's going to be thrilling for them. But the whole time, they're perfectly safe. And uh, The whole time, they're perfectly safe. And nearly 100% of the time mm. afterwards, husband loves it. Really? He says, it's the best, best thing that's ever happened to me. And, when and from then on, mm. I have a customer for life. I bet you do. So what happens just, uh, you don't have to give away too many secrets here, but, you know, after uh, a gentleman has been, you know, thrown in the back of a van with a hood on his uh, head okay. at the request <laughs> of his wife. Somebody watched our advertisement I did, video. I did. <laughs> so what happens so after that? So that's just kind of like a baseline, what you think, like what a common person thinks <laughs> sure. would be thrilling for a one percenter to experience. In getting kidnapped, now there's ransom. And sure. that's just not fun for a rich person. That's not scary. That's like paperwork after. Mm. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. thinking about too much. Yeah. We're talking about sharks. We're talking about oh. uh, lasers. We're talking about <laughs> unexpected trips to space. Oh, really? And to the deep ocean. Mm. We're talking about getting dumped in maybe a desert with a rusty map. All right. You got to be careful with a rusty map. You got to be careful with a rusty map. <laughs> you cut yourself, if you, you bleed out in the Exactly. Desert. That's the thing. And we tell them that. It's like, you can find your way back, but watch out. You're going to get lockjaw tomorrow morning. Yeah, or tetanus. Or te lockjaw is a symptom of tetanus, my young man. Good See, job. This is why I have people who are smarter exactly. than me on the See, Because I've done it all. A lot of the people who do my business are doctors, right? Oh, yeah. I bet they are, yeah. Because they're rich as hell. And they, they have no understanding mm. of thrill anymore, especially not after the years we've had. Are you, talk, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Anyway. So that's the it's kind of finding it hard to talk to you. <laughs> Actually, I've been told that before. People who talk to me often say that um, five minutes later they forget about me entirely. Yeah. Or it's like talking to a, a wet wall. Right, a wet wall. <laughs> yeah, or a rusty wet wall. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I have heard it all, my friend. I've heard yeah. it all. So let me ask you this. Um, it seems like sometimes a very rich person will come and say, hey, I want you to uh, give me the whole thrilling experience. But right. 10 years from now, when I've totally forgotten we've had this conversation, and then you swoop in 10 years later, and they've forgotten all about it. Right. Uh, how successful is that product? So it's successful in that I don't do that when they ask me to. Because what they're asking for is not mm. like come in 10 years mm. for a surprise. Because they're now they're expecting it 10 years from now. They basically right. set, uh, they said, hey, Siri, set an alarm for 10 years from now. Sure. I'm going to get thrown into, um, I don't know, a wood chipper mm. or something. It's not on, but we do throw people into wood chippers that are off okay. and unplugged. <laughs> they don't have fuel, but we do have a sound machine that makes it sound like they're oh. on. And we do put them on a little rumble platform. It's terrifying. Yeah, so it's terrifying. you're saying you come uh, do that. Uh, I so do in that the just not in the interim. In the interim, yeah. uh, we call it a a wait and wow. Wait and wow. You know, it's that. a term de art, but basically they they say, "Hey, I want this. I want this life threatening experience. Yeah. I want to feel alive again. Mm. The thrill is gone. I can no longer get an erection. Mm -hmm. So I need something to show me that life is valuable, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but in order for me to feel that, I need to be surprised. Think about this." I need to be surprised. So my job is then to surprise them. Sometimes the best way to do it, oftentimes the best, in fact, 100% of the time, we do it in the next couple of days. 100% of the time you do it in the next yeah, couple of days. Yeah, because I don't expect that. No, of course not. So um, uh, 
Well, I, I, I do want to ask you about your hobby before oh. we bring in our second guest. Great, yes. Um, it, it says here that you, uh, you, you enjoy combing the beaches for shells that look like people. Yeah, so... This started when I was a kid. And one of the things that kept me grounded is when my family would go to the beach on holiday. And one of my favorite parts of going to the beach was finding shells. And one time I found the shell that someone had glued a doll's face to. A doll's face? Yeah. <laughs> like they had sawed the I face off a doll like, and glued like, it to like, a shell. Like a vivisectioned face off of a doll? And yeah. Glued and I found out a couple... The curvature of the shell would sort of match the inside of the plastic doll's face. Is that what you should? It's a face glued to, be to a, a shell. I don't know why you need more specific. It could be a small doll's face. Yeah. Or a large shell or both for that to... Honestly, however I answer this question, <laughs> the end result will be oh. it was a doll's face glued to a shell. You don't need more specifics than that. I'm just a little confused. I found out a couple minutes later that it, it had fallen off uh, one of the like a beach vendor and it was one of their little art projects. I see. But in my mind, I said, wow, shells can be people. Mm. So have you ever found other shells that look like people? Well, I've never found another shell with a doll's face glued on it, if that's what you're asking. I but I have found shells that remind me of certain people I know. Okay. And I keep those. Okay. Because I wasn't sure whether you were looking for like like celebrities or, you know, like, oh, this one looks like the Virgin Mary or, or well, I like do look, Schwarzenegger. I, I find shells that look like people I know, so I do often find celebrities. I see, because you know celebrities. Because I know a lot of celebrities. Uh, I didn't realize the Venn diagram. Of course, your friends. I personally got to throw Catherine Hahn into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and are you allowed to tell us what her reaction was? No. No. Oh. No. But I can tell you a great number of people have the reaction that Catherine Hahn had. Mm. And so I'll talk about those people. Great. Those people, mm. thankfully, think ahead and bring diapers. Mm -hmm. Now, you did say that you're doing this uh, by surprise... Yes. Two days after they, they've hired you. Yes. So are these people bringing diapers everywhere they go then with the, with the anticipation that they might be thrown somewhere that may require it? It's something, I, it's something I like to bring up in our first meeting when they come and ring me. I okay. say, you know, you want to do a wait and wow. You're going to need you, a go bag. You're going to need a go bag. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's really exciting. And, uh, and um, we're going to hear more of these stories, I'm sure. But I, I need to move on to my second guest here. Uh, well, folks, my second guest today has a job that's more of a hobby or, or a hobby that's more of a job. We'll find out what that means. But first, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good evening. If you're listening to this recording, it means I'm dead. Just kidding. But it means you could be. Hi, I'm Jim Keeks, owner of Your Mind Now. You're watching this because you paid the exorbitant fee just to access the video slash audio recording. And it means you're ready to put your life on the line. Yeah, I can tell you're thinking about it. Just by you buying this, the process has already started. Doesn't that tickle your cockles? Doesn't that grumble your jumblies? You're mine now. Give me a ring. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Jim Keeks from Your Mind Now, and I'd like to bring in my second guest, who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He's a retail associate at Penelope's Warehouse, the arts and crafts superstore that sells everything you need for your next sewing or craft project. Penelope's is a famously Christian company that requires its employees to start every shift with a brief church service in the store's combination break room and chapel. 
In his spare time, my guest plays the sousaphone. Please welcome Wallace Tumswell. Hello, Dean. It's so good to meet you. Finally. It's it's great to have you here, Wallace. I appreciate you being here. I I appreciate the invitation. I'm a big fan of the corporation, if I can say. Oh, wow. And I never, I rarely see people who aren't high-level executives or or managers. It's so nice to have someone who's in retail on your podcast, finally. Well, you know, I do do try to get, you know, high up the org chart when I uh, interview people from these companies, but sometimes, you know, we, we go to the and I don't want to call you know I don't want to call you lowly because I've I know how that feels. It's okay, you could call him lowly. No, I've just it's been. It's all right. Ca- I've been called it's low- all right. You could call him lowly. I know how that it's feels. Okay. It's okay to call me lowly. It's fine, Dean. But you do, I, everyone gets it. Everyone but you understands. do work on the front lines. Let's put it that way. Uh, at, at Penelope's, right there on the retail cash re- register and all that. I, I love my cash register. And, I just and, love introducing myself to customers to help sure. them with their sewing and mm. their crafting needs. That's great. That's great. And so I assume also, I mean, I know they have all sorts of uh, rules and requirements to work there in terms of uh, your faith and everything. Oh, absolutely. You're talking yeah. about the interview process alone. I mean, yeah, they really do verify. Like? Oh, well, I mean, for me, it was a breeze. You know, see, mm. I, I came from Indiana. Mm. I'm a very Christian-centered family, and that's exactly what we're looking for at Penelope's Warehouse. I see. When you're in- interviewing for the job, they yeah. really do a thorough investigation of all aspects of your knowledge of the Christian faith. And to oh. me, when I look at myself back then, I thank God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that I was born in the family I was for getting the job that I have. Really? Because you because you never would have gotten the job at Penelope's if it weren't for your upbringing. Oh, absolutely not. Were they testing your knowledge? Were they looking into your back? You know, background. Oh, the interview itself took like thirty minutes. It was okay. a very short interview, but the yeah. background check alone it took up to six months for them to thoroughly wow. investigate my background, okay. my upbringing, my family was reached out to, my wife was interrogated. Wow, amazing! They wanted to know everything about our marriage, about our our, our the sanctity, like the the, the 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 prayers that we say. Wow. But thankfully, after a very long arduous process, mm. I was able to make it to retail associate at mm. Penelope's Warehouse. And I've been working there for five years ever since. Wow. And you really love this job, huh? I love it. Wow. And and what makes it, like, I know one of the things I know um, people sometimes get, like, kind of up uh, up in arms about is that there's this sort of code that they make you, you know, sign. And uh, the list I have is here, God first. God first. And then country. Country. And then the and store. Then the store. And then your store, store family. Mm-hmm. And then, then your own family, family. And then yourself. And then myself. Yep, absolutely. That's the, the, six, the six levels, the six levels of Penelope's warehouse. Yeah, and so how was it? Because presumably once you get the job, mm-hmm. you have to kind of uh, reorganize your own priorities, right? Because now you have, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you always had God, but now you have a store and a store family to work into your priorities. Oh, my God. And work it up real high. I mean, but putting them up, I, I really appreciate the, the structure mm. of Penelope's warehouse because... The minute that you don't, because Dean, I'm I'm assuming you don't have a church family or any store family. I mean, I I do go to church, but I don't wouldn't say I have a store family or a. Church you haven't family. lived no. until you have you feel the love of God, your family, your managers, your your coworkers, sure. and the people who are customers of I Penelope's see. Warehouse. It's wow. truly an incredible experience to feel that deep love and affection. Yeah. Especially when you don't have much. Uh, you didn't have much before. I think you got to be I really see. grateful for I what see. you have. So you, do you get like a lot of like sort of lonelier people without a lot of uh, family? Oh, well, own? I would say that the craft and sewing store demographics, they do have, if I were to draw a Venn diagram, Dean, oh, yeah. there'd be a little slice on the first circle of people who are lonely, a second circle of people who are crafty, and a very big fat slice in the middle. Those, I think those are the two main demographics that I've noticed sure. in my time. And are you talking about customers or employees or both? Customers mostly. I yeah. mean, I would 
would say that people who work at the storefront, mm. they really come from all walks of life in mm. the Christian church. I see. A I lot see. of different types of people. Yeah, I bet. I bet. You know, um, you do uh, have pre-shift prayers in the break room and all mm -hmm. that. And I know that, uh, you know, sometimes people will talk about how, like, they'll come into your store and there won't be anybody on the floor because you're all in the chapel, break, the chapel room room break room praying. Praying. Um, and so how do you how do you balance, you know, uh, having faith with your fellow uh, um, Penelope's employees and also helping the customers? Well, I mean, it's really one and the same, I would say. Like, we're not just saving on on sewing supplies. We're saving lives by doing these prayers. We're, we're spreading the good word. Yeah. We're wishing well on people's health, their families, mm. and their own success in their next craft project. Right. It's an amazing, I think it's an amazing job to have. Sure, sure. To be able to have that impact on people. If I wanted to, I've got a question, Dean, I'm sorry. I, okay, if I wanted sure. to come in and do like a craft yes. or whatever, but it didn't have anything to do with Jesus... But like it wasn't anti-Jesus, mm. uh, you know mm. what I mean? Like I just wanted to make a birdhouse or whatever. Oh, like a, like could could you shake? Could you now? Can you incorporate Christ somewhere into that birdhouse? Um, I mean, what? But what if I specific like if I want to make it for like my Jewish friend or something? Oh well, I'm Jewish people love Christ. Okay, no, well, but my, the point of my Don't question is, what if I want to make a craft? Like, does I, I think, every craft I have to make from your store I think be? you're running up against Wallace's uh, job training is what's happening. I think if you came into the store, this is probably what you'd be getting. I right? think we need a prayer. I oh, think we need okay. a prayer. Oh, I'm in. Right I'm in. All right, let's all gather oh, wow. hands. Okay, okay, hold hands. Yep, let's all gather hands. Let's all gather, gather hands. Gather hands. Gather hands. Gather hands. In the middle. Gather hands. Gather them. Gather in the middle. All right. Now, let's. Now, dear Lord, I appreciate the time that it took for you to gather us all together. And I wish us well in the journeys that we take in the crafting world and with our religious spirits. In Jesus' name and the Holy Ghost's name and God's name, we pray. Amen. We're supposed to do that together. Hey, but team, we're supposed to do that together. Now he's got to start over. I got to start the prayer over again. All right. Sure. I've lost my place. Okay. I've lost it's my okay. place. I, no, I can't. Right. I, I, you, it was something prayer. about like, God, thanks for the time you took out of your day. Yeah, pretty much. I expected and maybe like I'm a little more scripture or something, yeah. but it was really just Oh, a, I, I, a I, I need the, my, my, I need my books. I only know first Corinthians. Right. Right, That's right, all right. I know. It well, seems like you just kind of fell back onto like politeness when you didn't really know. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. You're just kind of being polite to God for a bit. Thanks for your time. I know you're busy. God, you're probably busy. Uh, you probably don't have time for me, little old me. Probably that's how I pray. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I gotta be truthful here. I am not prayer leader in my Penelope's warehouse sector. Oh, so I, I'm, I'm gonna be training up for it. I think in a few okay. years I'll be ready. Good luck to you. I mean, I, that's, exciting. You, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. Thank you so you, much. You definitely feel. Um, and so, how do you feel about like I, Penelope herself? You know, the CEO mm. is like giving lots of money to a lot of conservative uh, Christian groups and a lot of lobbyists and all that, um, and you know, claims that. Every dollar that you're making there at Penelope's is really just uh, to save souls and to get people elected and to save babies and like all that, right? So oh, there's yes. like a real like top-down mission that you know that's happening. Yeah, I would say that it's so inspiring to have a CEO who's not afraid to put her money where her mouth is. Mm, yeah. During the Christmas party this year, she told she she uh, uh, she videoed in. Uh, from Cabo Wabo. And she was telling us all about the amazing work that we've been doing in our storefront. Our storefront. Wow. Our storefront. Wow. Is Cabo Wabo, I thought that was a tequila company. Is it? I Do know that Cabo Wabo's a tequila. I didn't know it was a place too. Oh, I'm. Wait, no, it is. I've almost <laughs> killed a person there. <laughs> 
I wondered. You must. Oh my god! I almost killed you. See, yeah, Penelope. Yes. Okay, oh, you work. You work with Penelope. Oh, yeah, wow. I've I've done okay. a few near death things for her. Oh my god! It turns out she's allergic to one kind of jellyfish that looks a lot like another kind of jellyfish. She's not allergic to, <laughs> but can still sting. So wow. I threw a truck of those jellyfish, <laughs> and then she was covered in that kind of jellyfish. And so it was a bunch of little stings, and she thought, well, I'm allergic to this kind of jellyfish. I'm going to die. I remember that. I remember her seeing her covered in jellyfish You were stings. the one who peed on I her. I peed on her. It's a small world. So, so well, I do want to try to bring it in for... I do want to try to bring it in for a landing here. Uh, sousaphone, that's your hobby here. I love the sous- the, the family sousaphone. Yeah, that's and what for they those who don't know what a sousaphone is, it's kind of like a tuba that wraps around your body. Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's People confuse with the tuba, but it's very different, these instruments. Okay. Mostly in the fingering techniques. Okay, great. And the weight that you hold. Uh-huh. A sousaphone is heavier than a tuba. It's a marching instrument, right? It is indeed. And, but you play that around the house. Yes, with my family. We have a very mm. we have a lovely sousaphone quartet. Four people with marching Four instruments. Four people with marching Sousaphones. How play, old are your kids? Uh, they're 16 and 15. We actually, you know, surprisingly, I'm able to carry one. You might have noticed my arms are quite weak. Well, I didn't Ooh. want to say that. No, it's, it, well, it's fine, to, it's fine to say. I think All it's right. good to call out what we see as truth. I, I couldn't help. I just wanted to uh, go back to that moment when you said your, your kids are 16 and 15. Yes. Um, that's pretty rare, isn't it, for two kids to be that close in age together? Well, it had to be that way. Why is that? I suffer from some, something called shy sperm. So I had a very small window of time to really get, get it in there, you know, so you to had, speak. Uh, sh- I got to know what's got, what shy sperm so is. When we talk about shy sperm, it sort of swims back to up into you. You know, it, it, the, the white part shoots out like the liquid part, but the actual sperm. I'm regretting uh, I asked. The sperm creatures that are in your penis balls, like they, they'll, they'll stay, they'll okay, stay those inside. Are two different things. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ask you to stop explaining okay, shy sperm yes, now. All right, absolutely. But I appreciate the effort. Thank you. Uh well, I mean, uh I think I'm going to I'm, I'm going to close out here, but the two of you've been really uh, great and uh I do feel like you have a surprising amount in common and uh, really getting along with one another. Um, you know, uh, um, you think you might work together in the future or anything? I mean, we are going to work together in the near future. Oh, I, well, you, you, wait, what my wife hired you? Oh, no. Oh. Mm. Oh. Unleash the bees. No, no, no. And that's the show for this week, everybody. Jim Keeks was played by Aaron Paulson. Aaron is an improviser currently living and performing in Chicago. Wallace Tumswell was played by Brian Park, who also lives and performs in the Windy City. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram and TikTok and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. I beg of you, please subscribe to the podcast, review the podcast, tell one or two friends about this show. We're trying to get a bigger audience for this thing. And hey, if you're in the Burlington area, I hope you'll check out a show at Vermont Comedy Club and say hi. See you next week, everybody. Everybody.